0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to People Play Games. I'm your host, Joseph, and this is episode two of the podcast. Hey, gang, welcome aboard. Uh, this episode is a really special one. Just like last week's episode, I talked to Caitlin, and they were amazing. And the support from that episode, man, it drives me further to make People Play Games something Awesome. This episode's really special because it was the first interview that I actually was able to do. So I had this all cute little intro before I started doing these intros. And I did this with Adam Bankers from IGN. He's a writer on their news team. And it was just such an awesome interview that after I was done recording it, I knew I had something special. So if episode one, our pilot, your support gave me that strength to keep going, it was this interview that also cemented that for me, that people play games as something really special. And Adam Bankers is such an amazing human being. We ask him some really tough questions about his job, and he answers them not only to the best of his ability, but so openly and honestly that, man... He's just such a nice guy. He also shows us what it takes to write and to be a part of the industry as a writer in video games. And as someone who has just started writing, his advice has helped me. As a creator, it also shows the other side that is so important to people play games, which is something we don't get to hear about. What is it like to work at IGN? What is it like to be a writer? What's it like to get things right? What's it like to get things wrong? So with that said, let's start our conversation with Adam Bankers. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. <sighs> so real talk, we'll just lift the veil right here. You're yeah. my first person I'm interviewing for People Play Games. Oh, man. I'm pretty excited of. about it. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. And I'm pretty nervous at the same exact time. Because like, this is like episode one, pilot one, where everything's going to go wrong but we're yeah. all going to wing it. So I want to thank you, first and foremost, Adam, for coming out here. Um, you host a little podcast called The Gamer's Advocate, and you also write for sites like IGN. And today, I wanted to take a step back, because when you have credits like IGN and The Gamer's Advocate, which you should check out on iTunes, um, there's a lot of, like, I guess, misconceptions around what it is or what you do at IGN as a news writer. So with that, Adam first off, introduce yourself. What do you do over there at IGN? What do you do over there at the Gamers Advocate?
1: So, yes, yeah, so my name is Adam Bankhurst and I currently live in Columbus, Ohio and I am on the news team for IGN and it's actually coming up on my one-year anniversary of being oh. with the company. So, I think May 15th, I got an email from Jonathan Dornbush and I basically fainted when that happened. So, <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome. uh, yeah, so it's been it's been awesome and my My main focus is news, so there's a few of us on the news team who kind of handle certain things and i since I'm on the East Coast time, I do handle a lot of the stuff like early in the morning and late okay. at night, kind of in between certain things when you know in between Pacific time and Australia and all these other stuff so it's it's kind of a nice little niche that I've found or a little time zone that kind of works and I think has been very valuable for them so my okay. once again my my main focus is news, but what's cool about i g n is when they bring you on, they really Allow you to, to you know, do what you want to do. So if you want to write features or start writing reviews or other things, they, they really encourage people to really take that initiative if they want to. So that's, that's awesome, uh, that's, that's and great. they even yeah.
0: let you do your own podcasts over there at the Game of Yeah, yeah. So they they're really open to like, hey, you do whatever you need to do. On the side, yeah. or whatever the case may be, do what you're passionate about. That's yeah. And that's obviously, there's doing. you know there's certain restrictions and limitations that are. that
1: are kind of built into it. But yeah, it's, yeah it's, we're it's not been, telling you you're on this podcast. Don't worry. about yeah, it. it. Yeah, no, it's all secret. <laughs> no, don't say anything. <laughs> this isn't going anywhere. This is no, between no, you and me. Yeah, oh right? yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's everything. <laughs> but yeah, it's,
1: uh, no, they, it's it's they've been really cool. They're Very yeah. down to earth, and you know, it's a working at a company like IGN. You know, I don't I don't take it for granted. And what's nice is a lot of the people that I work with don't as well. And I think we realize what that means and we really try to to really make it mean something because it's uh, I, I know how many people
0: really want to be in a position like that so it's yeah. a it's so hard. let's get to the brass tacks of it then because writing first off is something i've always wanted to do <laughs> and anybody who knows me yeah. i'm super dyslexic and with my dyslexia also comes my jersey brashness that i don't <laughs> I just you know I say what I say it 's on my mind it 's just first come first serve type of thing like i 'm not thinking that much into it, so anybody yeah. that knows me I just, it's just it 's a jumbled mess when I talk like when I type it out loud so i 've never been a writer, but there 's so many people that like I come across to when doing bad big games or the trophy room where that 's their bread and butter like they yeah. write, and one of the you know one of the the, the questions i 've gotten on the discord. Um, and through people I've asked when I was like, hey, I'm going to uh, interview Adam Bankers. And they're like, holy crap, is he from The, G- the Gamer's Advocate? I was like, yeah, I've, I've plugged that plenty of times. And they're like, holy crap. Um, is that how do you do it? How do you get to IGN? Where did it all start for you? That's actually so, a better question. Yeah,
1: so it all started back. So, I mean, I've I've been following IGN probably since I was maybe 10 or 11 or 12. I mean, I really just remember, you know, those old days and Looking back, and yeah, uh, how old it's are you, by the way? Adam
0: 30, 31, actually. I just turned 31. Oh, yeah, 27, <laughs> yeah, 31. All right, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I was around the same age, too. Like, I was like nine, 10, 11, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so
1: yeah. It was. I mean, and I, you know, a lot of the times I would go back. I think w- when it started, I started looking up, you know, their their wiki guides and facts and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, and help with game help, and you know, just just started following them, and that's what really kind of opened my eyes to the world of video games to really kind of get into seeing what's more than just you know playing a game and forgetting about it. And yeah. I started falling in love with the site, and what really kind of changed my perspective of IGN was when I really found all these podcasts and did all that because. What I loved about IGN was, you know, IGN was cool, but it was about the people. It was yeah. about the people behind the words and behind the names. And I started re- relating to, you know, Colin and Greg and Damon and all these guys. And, you know, it, it kind of – because when you look at IGN or a company, you see a company. But when yeah. you look at people, there's like a whole different viewpoint on it. Yeah. So, it's you know, personal. I, I, Yeah, exactly. It's, it's personal. It's not just like words or random things that you don't get. It's, you can relate to people. There's like actually people doing this work, which is like crazy when you're younger, you kind of take that for granted. But yeah. um, So, so, you know, listening and you know, it all started really with Greg Miller. I mean, he's really the guy who inspired me to start this journey because Mm -hmm. on podcast beyond it, it was him, you know, I think Colin and a lot of other guys say that too, but really their message was like, just do it. Like they get that, that message all the time. Like how do I get to IGN? How do I do it? And like, you have to start now. You have to start doing blogs. You have to start writing. You have to start doing it. So I was like, you know what? I, I want, I like being creative. I love games. Let's, let's see what happens. So back in the day, they had um, IGN blogs and I started writing for IGN blogs under the name of Falcon dash X (laughs) 32.
0: Whoa. Wait, Did you um, get to change your name on
1: this form or is it like the PSN? Um, no, no, it was, it was before, but that's kind of what I used for, for most of my, that was like like my, I know. So yeah. We'll carry so, on
0: Falcon. Fiend yeah. So that's, <laughs> I
1: love it. So it was, it was, it was a really fun to do that. And I started meeting, the community was great because there were so many like, like-minded people yeah. writing blogs as well. And what was awesome was IGN started this program where they started featuring blogs on the front page. So my first story that I ever got on the front page was back in, Oh, man, it must have been 2011, I think. It was, I don't know if you remember when Rayman Origins, or maybe, I think it was Origins, when it was announced for the Wii U and some other systems. And then they delayed the Wii U version out of nowhere, like a couple weeks before it was going to be released. And I wrote a piece about why I thought that was disappointing and why people like Nintendo, the Wii U deserves better and things like that. And it was featured on the front page. And, you know, I got a taste of that, like, oh, man, that's, that was crazy. It was like yeah. one of the craziest feelings seeing my name on the front page, even though it was like a blog or whatever. But I started getting a lot of you know feedback and stuff, and I ended up getting about twenty or twenty-five front-page articles from that's doing that awesome. IGN
0: blogs. And and, and it through got, through like how, like how many years or months did that like uh, probably
1: been, a, about a year maybe year year and a half. I'd awesome, say. yeah, yeah. So, so that's that, kind
0: of like for like a little inside baseball. That's like like m4g.com. Right, where yeah. like everybody just everybody's throwing out anything over there, seeing yeah. what sticks for an extra click right. or two. And then when you get on the front page, you feel like you've achieved something. Oh yeah. You do. It's yeah. Like, yeah, I mean and you're like, and you're, holy it's sh-
1: like You're a big PlayStation guy, it's like getting a platinum trophy
0: or something. It's exactly. like the ultimate thing. It's like it's not, that never happens whoa. for me. I know. <laughs> you know, like it's, I just get fed up after seventy percent. I'm like, I was close enough. I know, you know? yeah, right. <laughs> so okay, you're you're doing these blogs and you're good at it, it seems. So is there is there like a website you turn to? Because a lot of my friends are just like, you know, they're doing work for or contracts for other like smaller sites. Yeah. They're so so when
1: I start when I started, I really just was doing like I started my own WordPress site just to like mess around, and I started IGN blogs and. You know a lot of it was just people like the one of the craziest things I'll never forget this was there was a guy named Jamie okay oh, there was a guy named Jamie who um was an Australian I think he's kind of like a blogger he still does some stuff I think it's Jamie XX and he I when I first started I would write like an article and it would just be all text there'd be no paragraph breaks there'd be the longest paragraphs I wouldn't have any pictures or video and it just it was a mess yeah. but I didn't know any better because yeah. like that's all I knew so he like responded he left a comment that was maybe three or four paragraphs telling me like put a picture or video every three paragraphs only have a few sentences for your paragraphs you know focus on this really you know touch back to previous things to fill out your article yeah. and I was blown away because I was nobody like he yeah. didn't have to do that
0: but that's what happens when you start putting stuff out there; yeah. you get stuff in return. That's see, that's really awesome. That's a, that's one thing. Like I always try to tell people, like w- when I'm talking to people, like like I'm a small channel, so I'm not trying to boast myself like I'm two million subscribers or anything. But like when I'm talking to people who are like just starting out, um, yeah. and they're just like, "Let me buy all these all this equipment." I'm like, "No, no, 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 S- settle down, settle down." Like the basics to making a video is yes, you need a good mic. Right. And a decent webcam. Like I'm working off a Logitech 930, and I just go like, just get a little webcam. Just get. You don't need to get a Canon, whatever. Like, just as long as you got some good lighting, and you just like, you just learn the basics of production. A three point light. Right. You're gonna be fine. Don't worry and, about I,
1: it. It's and I think one of the biggest things to know too is you can buy the most expensive gear, but people will see right through in authenticity. Be like exactly. immediately. Like they exactly. will. They'll see through that you're just. Okay, yeah. a lot of money you could buy equipment, but that doesn't make you a good writer or YouTuber or anything like that. So. Yeah,
0: and that's that's another important thing too. Is like people want to see that passion, and I yeah. think that is so plain to see. Is like people want to see that you love what you're talking about, and you're doing yeah, it exactly. because you love it, not because exactly. you, you want, want like to followers it. Or- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. That's dude out of out of the park. So yeah, that guy gives you a whole lot of advice and you and you take it immediately or are you kind of it's like, like yeah, so yeah so I, so I so yeah no i take it immediately i mean awesome. one of the things is when you get
1: advice and when you get people i mean one of my biggest tips to people is always be grateful always yeah. be over grateful because yeah. the, it's it, the gaming industry especially is a lot smaller than i think people realize and if you're not treating people well or you're kind of blowing people off like it may come back and bite you and oh yeah just, I mean, it's, it's just, you need to be a good person. And it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it sounds like common sense, but I've seen a lot of people who have not taken that route and it's, yeah. not, it's and kind that, of a sad thing to see.
0: No, that's, that's actually a really awesome point too. Like people play games is all about being nice and being genuine and being just respectful to other people. Like yeah. I know tip, be nice to people. Don't, don't, don't shit on people. It should be an yeah, easy thing, right. but like I've worked with a few folks not to like name drop, but like. The, you know, in front of the screen, they're very nice. And in front of like patrons or fans, very oh, yeah. nice. You turn that camera off, different person. And yeah. I, you know, I remember having like, yeah, like interactions with those people and then walking away from it, like going, Oh, never, never again. <laughs> yeah, and then you sure. bring their name up in a conversation. Another person will be like, Oh, that guy. And I'm like, oh, yeah exactly. Oh my God, you know, <laughs> no. I've had a lot of those conversations. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But it's it's uh... like, it's, it's, it's always yeah. It's always about making that first impression, man. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, so I keep cutting was, you off. So you, you get this no, no great advice, and you start writing more.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, once again, it just it just blew me away, and it really inspired me to keep going because I was like, oh man, like this, there are some good people out there, and there's yeah. good stuff happening. So yeah. let's, like I said, I started doing that. Well, another big thing is I would like go to IGN and I would take a news article or I take a feature, a review, and I would write my own like version of it. Mm. So I would like take the, the notes or whatever and then just spin it myself like obviously not copyright or anything right, but right. I take those
0: ideas and then do that so cause, it's cause like that's, it's kind of like a journal article you're taking yeah. those things as points of knowledge and you're using exactly. that information and it's interesting it's, it's
1: really interesting because you know that that really helped me learn how to write and how to use proper grammar and really what what sources to choose and stuff and it's a skill that i still use today because you know and especially in the entertainment world from the IGN side of things, there's a lot of stories I write that are like from Hollywood Reporter or Deadline. So I'll say, you know, it's as reported by Hollywood Reporter, as reported by Deadline. So I take what they wrote, put my spin on it, backlink to other IGN articles. Oh, my God. I almost
0: killed myself in <laughs> people's ears right there. <laughs> oh all good? God. Oh, my God. So you if dry. you guys don't know, I banged my mug into my, into my, my, my mic Usually this would just end in disaster. Everything landed back at the cup. I'm like feeling myself like I was shot, but I'm fine. Let's go to the replay cam. Yeah, it's a replay. Thank I God. know. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No. Yeah. Sci- citing your sources. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that that really helps.
1: First of all, you know, appreciate the value of sources and not you know just stealing and copying things, but also it. It helped me learn from other writers without them, you know, directly helping me, but they yeah. indirectly helped me. So, you know, that that was a lot of it—just just writing and writing and writing and making mistakes, and sometimes getting yelled at, and sometimes getting terrible comments, but
0: learning to take the good out of that and just yeah. get better. So that's a great—that's a great uh, segue of how do you deal with assholes? Like, <laughs> how do you deal with like this sucks? You're awful. Like, yeah. how do you deal with that? How do you separate so, that?
1: It, it's funny. You know, like when you start off, obviously, when you fr- get your first bad comment or first things, it, it hits you hard. Like there's no, yeah. there's no doubt because you're like, you put a lot of work into these things. And when someone just, you know, treats it as it. garbage or yeah. anything, it's, uh, it, it, it hurts because, yeah, you, put, you really have a dream and you have a passion. And when someone says, hey, you suck, that's like, well,
0: the, the meanest comment, talk about n 4 g in that cesspool, is, <laughs> is one person literally said, um, and this is like the only thing that has ever hurt me. Because yeah. I don't know if you would notice I'm, I'm a large and in charge guy, so that's usually the first comment I get. Um, but like, it's just like, you're a failure, and you'll never amount to anything in this industry. I just want you to know that. Like, somewhere along the lines, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, wow, okay, dad. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> like, yeah, really like dad on the other end here? <laughs> like, get a job. Yeah. Be a, get that's a grown serious.
1: man job, you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 tough. And like I said, it's not easy to blow that stuff off. But, you know, I got to a point, I think, and... I think it was actually it might have been Greg too or one of the podcasts one of the IGN podcasts where they really talked about the vocal minority. Yeah. They really focused on that idea that the people that are commenting and talking are such a small portion of the people that are actually reading that actually you know care that actually truly care you know will like your work. Yeah. Because you know it's it's a sad thing, but when you kind of you know look at it in the form of restaurant reviews. Like a lot of times when people have a bad experience, they're like, I'm going to write a one-star review. I'm going to get these guys. I'm going to tell them. But when you have a great meal, you may tell your friends, you may do stuff, but usually just move on. And that's what happens for a lot of people who visit websites is they, you know, they go to a website, they love the articles and, you know, they may go on to something else. But unfortunately, you may not hear that, but you hear the people who are just sitting there waiting for every article to be like, you suck. we
0: are terrible. Now, Adam, I got a question for you. Let's talk about those awful comments. Have you ever gotten a death threat though? Those are fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Over what? What was what was your
1: first one? What was it about? Um, so so I wrote an article. It was actually it was one of the IGN blogs. It was one of the first ones. I wrote an article about you know when uh, when Xbox did their whole Xbox One presentation uh, about that whole thing. Times. And I talked about yeah just about how you know what a the reason the reason like my my whole thesis of that idea was it's not so much that of the ideas that I had a problem with. Is that it sounded like they didn't believe in the ideas, like yeah. they didn't sell me on the idea. Like if if I I still believe in you know some weird way that if they would have positioned themselves and really shown why their ideas were good, it could have been a different story. But they just it felt like they just threw them out there. Yeah. So I mean, I got I got some comments. I mean, I some words I just don't even want to say <laughs> on the podcast. Yeah. But just people saying like you literally need to like jump in a river and die, and yeah, you have no idea of... what you are talking about, you stupid yeah. PlayStation fanboy. You yeah. all, it's like. I mean, it's, it's crazy, but I don't know. I just, I got to a point where, you know, I, I really just started laughing at them. <laughs> like, yeah, it's I, hilarious. Really, I mean, it's just, it's hilarious how angry these people get over stuff that like is really at the end of the day, I mean, it's important, but on the grand scheme of things, not that important. Yeah. And another thing that I, I really have a lot of fun doing that I do to a lot of people is what, what is, what really actually changed my mind a lot is when, let's say I get a bad comment mm-hmm. or something terrible. I will respond to them in, like, the nicest way possible. I sometimes see that, too. <laughs> like, I'll say, like, oh, thanks for your comment or, like, answer a question or something. And I'll <laughs> oh, tell you okay. what. I'd say probably eight, seven to eight out of ten times,
0: yeah.
1: they'll respond. They'll be like, oh, like, oh, I'm, I didn't mean it that way or I'm so, like, they'll yeah. back because they yeah. don't expect people to interact with them. No. They expect to just be talking to a wall. They're sitting in their basement doing their own thing. And yeah. they, they, you know, they they take their anger out. Maybe they're having a bad day whatever. But they don't expect these people to respond. So when they do, it's like shining a spotlight on a deer or something. They're like, yeah.
0: "Oh, oh shit!"
1: Yep, yep. <laughs> and you know, I've actually made some friends, actually believe it or not, from people who've changed their mind and have actually you know come to me and talk to me and said, you know, I thank you for reaching out and, and taking the time. And I was able to see that. I don't, I don't understand what I was doing. It was. It's just. It's been. It's, it was kind of cool to see that. So when I've had some of those experiences, it's really changed the way I look at comments, and mm-hmm. it's made it a little easier to brush these things off.
0: Yeah, that's why like I stopped when I was doing bad big games uh, a year ago. I think maybe even with my labo video, that's where I got a lot of shit, um, <laughs> and it's infamous. I always mention it because it's hilarious. How was it like, positive or negative? <laughs> So positive or negative? Uh, it's labo. It, I was just like, dude, this is gonna not do well. And they're just like, you have no. Like, this is you're not the target audience. That was my first death threat, and oh, I fair. literally saw like, like all I saw was I'm gonna kill you. And I was just like, and that comment, I don't even need to remember. Delete. And yeah. I was just like, you're an idiot. I'm done. <laughs> it, it was kind of like Miles Morales when he gets, it's, you know, when he gets. Oh yeah, uh, just like yeah, it was just like. No, I'm not going to do that. You know, so like I I started changing the rhetoric of like me talking to you as a let's, I'm stating something. Here's my thoughts. Let's have a conversation. And you find that the interaction is not just that you get more of it, but it's a better, it's a, you make better videos because people are not going in going, I want to know what Joseph thinks more than I want to, I want to know his point so I could talk to him about it. Yeah. And and it's yeah, like that type of interaction is so so much better. So Oh, yeah. For yeah. sure. So what is the what is your first like writing gig? Like your paying writing job? So, believe it or not, it was actually IGN. That's nuts.
1: <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, awesome Yeah, so, so yeah, cuz you know cuz it's it's interesting. So, my my story's been a little interesting because so after, you know, I got IGN blogs and things like that, I had a couple friends at work who were gamers and we were and that one day we were just like, We can do these podcasting things, we can start this stuff. So it's we're like be why easy, why we dude. It's yeah, be easy. exactly. Yeah. So we literally probably spent forty bucks and got the crappiest mic you've ever seen in your life. And I actually I'm the gamers advocate, um like feed you can go back and listen to our old episodes and it like is so bad it's hilarious oh my god like, I, I, I don't know how we posted those things yeah yeah but uh but you know we started and we just started doing it and once again it's like with writing you learn every episode and we just had so much fun doing it because you know what i love about podcasting especially mm-hmm. is especially when you become an adult as it were it's and you, there's a lot less time to do things so when my friends Bill and Jack and I, we have an excuse once, a, like once a week for an hour to just hang out and have no worries, talk yeah. about games. It's yeah. been, it's been one of the greatest experiences that that I've had. So we did that for I think about almost a year, mm-hmm. and then, well, actually, yeah, I think it was a little over a year, and then you know some life stuff happened between some of the co-hosts and stuff, and we took a break. We actually took a five-year break for, from the Gamers Advocate.
0: i right. like, <laughs> okay, we, now we're going back to it. Yeah, and I you know I know,
1: I, I know we always we always talked about getting back to it. So, but in the meantime, I, I didn't stop doing stuff. I got very involved with Extra Life, which is you know oh, the game, big awesome. gaming charity, and I started a movement in Columbus and United Ohio State in Columbus and all these events, and we we've raised almost three hundred thousand dollars over the past few years for Nationwide Children's Hospital. And um, also got awesome. Got yeah, got in touch with. There's a convention in Columbus called GDEX, which is a big. It's kind of like GDC. It's actually has its seventh year this year, and I'm on the board of that and help run the charity side of things and you know relationships and stuff. Excellent. So I just lived in this this world, but you know I was doing it for the love of it. Like I wasn't really getting paid, but yeah. I I did write for myself. I kept blogging and doing stuff, and I wrote for a smaller site called Marooners Rock, mm. which was my first site that I started getting review copies of. Like instead of myself just buying it, so I wasn't getting paid, but I got you know review copies and yeah. was able to. You know, do things and previews and all this kind of stuff. So I was starting to get more exposure, and went to my first E3 a couple years ago, and went to PAX Prime a couple of years ago, and then you know then just started working. I met a lot of the IGN guys. Never gave up that dream. Kept interviewing. Kept interviewing. I um, actually had a chance to move out to to San Francisco for IGN, but it just didn't work out so much. And you know, I was getting married, and the you know, it, in all honesty, the the salary I was offered wasn't the greatest for San Francisco. So it just didn't make sense at the time. So, you yeah. know, I just kept grinding and grinding and then, you know, let's again, I just kept applying and applying. And then finally, you know, uh, Jonathan Dornbush sent me an email and said, Hey, we'd like to talk to you about maybe joining the
0: team. And as I say, the rest is history with that kind of stuff. That is awesome. That that's really awesome, man. It's, you know, I think if, if there's a, like a learning experience that like, you'll never get used to, I think is that resilience that you're going to be rejected. Oh yeah. a lot, lots, hundreds. I'm times. always rejected. I asked I asked <laughs> someone today if they wanted to be part of the show. I didn't hear back. <laughs> <laughs> what the but, heck, man? But you have to get used to it, right? Like, especially like like you know doing that elevator pitch. I suck at elevator pitches. <laughs> like yeah. when it comes to bad bit, we've I've only gotten like a very few amount of review codes. Um, one I got recently and then like I felt so bad because my brother had literally that like the the night where I was going to sit down and start doing the review for it, my brother got into a car accident. Don't worry. He's fine. And so That's like good. the whole week I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And then my school started up and I could not do that review. And I was just like, you sent me a review code. I feel guilty because it's, I, I'm a jerk. Like It's just like I felt awful. And yeah. it's that thing of like reaching out to a publisher. You're going to get rejected. Don't even think for a second. It's oh, the yeah. humbling experience because you're like, it is. I still got work to do. For sure. Right? It's, for still, sure. it's still there. So like that's awesome that you persevered. Yeah. And, you know, Very once cool. again, I know we always go back to
1: Greg Miller. But, yeah. you know, he always tells the story about when he applied. I think he said he applied to IGN like 13 times. I mean, it's something crazy. And he kept hearing no and hearing no. And, I mean, you see him now. He's like, you know, one of the best voices in gaming and yeah. once again that's that's why you know being on kind of funny was a dream come true i, mean, I was right was, about to
0: ask that yeah because so i mean, go, it was uh you uh you fly over to san francisco for kind of funny games daily which for those of you who don't know it's the largest video game uh daily video game podcast in the world and you go over there what was it like what was that experience like for you
1: it was literally i mean it was insane <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very hard to put in words how it felt because one of the weirdest things I think about listening to podcasts for so long is you feel like you know these people like yeah. you feel like you're their friends I mean like the kind of funny motto is best friends and stuff I mean you really do feel a part of these people's lives even though you've never met them yeah and you know I ran into Greg and uh, you know a lot of the kind of funny guys throughout the years and but like they meet so many people so it's like whatever you probably and, you don't know, remember t-
0: me type of thing. Yeah, yeah exactly
1: so you know I, he told the story on the show that um, he, you know, they read stories on kind of funny games daily. So I, they read, read my stories a lot. Cause obviously write for IGN, Greg's from IGN. So it just kind of makes sense. And I write in questions sometimes. And it happened where they kind of, a question came in while he was reading a story when he was putting together the thing. And he was
0: like, wait a the minute, same guy? Yeah. same guy. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. So
1: yes, like I said, he reached out to me and invited me on the show. And He was, I mean, they are, you know, they, they, it's, you know, we talk about, you were talking about the people that, you know, after the show's done, they kind of turn off and change different people. Yeah. They're probably better than they were on the show. I mean, I literally felt like I was, I was, I was a belong there or I was a family member at one of these places. They were so welcoming. They let me stay after and watch some of the other shows. And I talked to the whole crew, you know, joked around with everybody. And it was, it was unreal. And it was, you know, it was really cool because you know this actually is a little bit true of IGN too but you know Greg and I the show started at 10 a.m. Pacific I think I think and we sat down or it was uh, maybe 11 whatever but we yeah. sat down at 10:59 like a.m. and there was 1 minute to go and he just like looks over at me and he's like you you ready for this and I was like oh yeah so i mean there was no prep there was no rehearsal there was no anything it's just yeah. kind of throw it to the fire but it just it felt so right to be there cuz i knew the show i knew the guys of I, I mean I said I like I you know I've been pre- preparing for this moment for my entire life and
0: it yeah. uh it's it, it, it's a, such a it's such an experience like I've yet to meet, uh, meet them and probably actually when this podcast airs I would have because they're going to be visiting uh New York so like oh, yeah. for me Uh, Like, kind of funny means everything. I'll get a little emotional, maybe even cry a little bit. No, please. (laughs) Because uh, I actually did like a, like, I'm running for the kind of funny nomination thing. And legitimately, that video, I'll show it to you after this. Uh, It's pathetic. Because I like, I, I, (laughs) (laughs) no, because it's, it's, I get teary eyed because, like, they gave me everything. And it's so weird to ask for this opportunity because, like, um, mm, People play games. Remember people, right? So, my grandpa was passing away, and um, he got—I remember the day, right? It was July. Th- Dyslexia has kicked in. July eighteenth, and he literally got the memo that he got—he had thirty days to live. Um, Twelve thirty-six in the afternoon, I was playing Destiny Rumble. I was having the thorn out, so maybe I did deserve this news because I was laying wreck to everybody, <laughs> and then like my world stopped, yeah. and um, and it was literally that podcast that got me through it. Like I started making YouTube videos then uh, because I just needed an escape. So like my videos back then was like using a headset like this, a razor Kraken. <laughs> and pl- while I'm playing the game, I'm talking about something stupid, but like yeah. for a second, I wasn't thinking about like my grandpa. Right. And these people were like such an inspiration to me. Uh, Tom Hawkins, who now works at, I think it's Creative Assembly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Um, he actually invited me. We talked. We met in person while he was visiting. Um, I think Fred, right? Yeah, at the time, and and like he invited me to the Facebook group. And this little group, like I met everybody. Like like Sean Capri, I met him through there. My my one of my best friends, this guy amazing i um, xbox yeah. drive ball he's amazing I uh, like bobby paul's um because i've met sean uh my co-host uh kyle stevenson which kyle if you're listening to this you're the greatest human being i've ever met you need to know this i agree um, i don't even know him but i agree he's amazing and um <laughs> i met i met him through the kind of funny new york thing um at like meet up and like I remember, like, when I was looking for a co-host for the PlayStation podcast, that was what it was called at the time, a very original with names. (laughs) And I was just like, "Uh, hey, I'm looking for someone. And I always remembered, like, because a lot of people consider me to be the PlayStation guy, um, I always wear that facade. I really don't care like I'll play yeah. anything. I right. like to I like to really rag on Xbox people cuz they take it so seriously oh, yeah. cuz they really love it but like I don't care. I'm a I'm a I'm an antagonist to the core. <laughs> so like, you know, like I always make sure I tell people when I go a little bit too far in the trophy room. This is a facade bad bits of character right. and, you know, I, I I understood I needed someone that really loved PlayStation to be a part of it, and Kyle was that person. And so, when I look at like all the people I've met and like what they did for me, it's like, damn, it's yeah, crazy. I like one small little podcast and grand scheme of things, it's, it's, changed, it's unreal. Changed, changed yeah, everything.
1: Think, yeah, it really does. I mean, it, it, I think you know, it's, it's that's why I just love kind of funny so much, is because mm-hmm. they really share that message of community and best friendship and they mean it. It's not just like, like you said, it's not a facade. It's, it's real. And like I said, they've, I've had a, you know, very similar story. Like they, you know, they've changed my life as well. And I would not be where I am today without them. And it's plain and simple. So it's a,
0: I, I take that motto too. When, when like a lot of people don't realize this, I didn't even realize this through a few months back. Like all the music is all community. It's like people in the community making it all the artwork is all in the community. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, I I use that same model too. It's like, I want to, I want to work with people like I know and that I can trust. Like, you know, Bobby Paul's, um, the Nintendo guru over there on YouTube, he had this awesome Nintendo direct thing, uh, this little montage when he was coming back into YouTube and it was amazing. It would look like a direct opening. Like, it was just, and it said Nintendo Guru. My mind was blown. I was just like, I need this. <laughs> That's awesome. And so I met, I met uh, Jared Gaucher. He made this awesome little bad bit, like, it, like, when the PlayStation emblem happens, you know, in every commercial, oh, yeah, but yeah. it was bad bit. And then I was just like, just recently, I was just like, I built a rapport with him. I was just like, dude, you need to make an Enter the Spider-Verse bad yeah. bit intro. And he made it. It was amazing. So it was just like, it's working with those people you know. It's just that tight-knit community. It's, it's the best oh, man. but it's
1: all I mean that's why I love this industry and why I love yeah. that stuff is because there's I, I I mean the story that you've told that I've told there's so many stories like that in this industry of you know people going through tough times getting through it together finding you know successes even finding their failures but you know finding people to help them get back up it's yeah. it's just it's why I love it so much it's just such it's such an awesome in- industry that you know i think part of the reason it's so awesome is it still is relatively young yeah. so there's still a lot of people finding their way finding out what what the heck this this whole industry is and it's a, it's just a it's a really fun thing to be a part of and to see evolve
0: and grow at such a crazy pace so let's talk about evolving and growing you you work at IGN and with with the internet now and social media is just I, I feel like an old person. What the internet now and the social media, the Twitters. Have you heard of it? Um, I love the Twitters. Is, is is that like it moves so fast? And I, I asked you if I can ask this question uh, prior to the show I yesterday. My mind. Stop the show. <laughs> 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 yesterday, uh, I'm sorry. It's goddamn it. Yesterday there was an <laughs> IGN article that was that was uh, false. It was um, uh, as of recording. That Fortnite crossplay wasn't going to work on Nintendo Switch. It only be mobile and Switch, not right. what it's been for the longest time, or the last few months, PlayStation, Xbox, everybody in one giant pool. And yeah. what it meant to say was if you're playing alone, you won't be automatically pooled with PlayStation or Xbox people. You'll be pooled with Switch and mobile players. And if you're playing on PlayStation 4 alone, you'll be pooled with both PlayStation and Xbox players. It's actually a really great way of cross-play. And then if you have someone that is on PlayStation 4, then you'll be pooled in with everybody. Again, brilliant idea, and it was read wrong. And I, I, like having the conversations of like with some people being really sympathetic like jeez oh, people made this made a mistake ah, it sucks like i would ha- i would hate to be that guy right yeah. um and then you got people like man this is IGN Pff, they're always doing this man <laughs> <laughs> fake news Those jerks, man <laughs> yeah like how can we they don't even write anymore right so what is your what is your take like working on the inside uh, being the inside man give us the inside scoop yeah. here is it is it kind of like when an error happens is it all hands on deck oh shit what do we do or is it like okay jerry own up on this one dude like how 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 are, how are those things taken so you know it's it's interesting so
1: we use ign uses a combination of trello and slack Okay. If you're familiar with any of those, but Trello is for assigning stories. It's basically a way to like you know keep track of who's writing what, who's doing right. what, and then we use Slack to communicate. So there's different channels, obviously social, news, reviews, features, all that kind of stuff. Um, so you know when when a news story comes in, obviously there's there is a balance between trying to get an article up because you want to be a part of the conversation, you want to be you know the name and everything, but also there's a balance between you got to have the right content like you got to be sure actual facts, exactly exactly yeah. exactly so um but here's the thing at, at working at IGN it's not i think one of the craziest things that i think people don't realize is it's not like there's thousands of news people writing like each getting one story or mm-hmm. there's so many people that are just there's it's like you know just there's, there's no, not like, like a big people. giant mess
0: like, like yeah, a press exactly. pool that you see like, like, in your exactly. news like on your night exactly like on
1: the news team there's there's a few of us and we take a lot of stories we're working on features we're helping with slideshows we're doing all this stuff and a story pops and then someone will say hey who's available for this so you know a writer we'll jump we'll jump on it and do all that stuff and, and i'll tell you what but especially you know the writer who wrote that story is is one of the greatest people that i've worked with in my life and is just an incredible writer but like you said, sometimes you make mistakes. I mean, sometimes you read something wrong. Sometimes you're working on a million other things and it doesn't necessarily mean that you don't care. It -hmm. just means that sometimes it's a crazy day. I mean, especially with, you know, when there's presentations or Nintendo directs or things and it's all hands on deck and people are writing a story while watching the direct, while getting ready to write another story, while helping grab screenshots. There's so many things going on at one time. And, you know what? It doesn't necessarily excuse a mistake like that because, you know, that was a big error, especially on a site like IGN. But the thing that I appreciated is, you know, once it once the mistake came true, you know, you go back in and you change the article. Like they wrote a huge in huge italics at the beginning. It was a really long paragraph of, hey, we made a mistake. We read this wrong. We did this. So what I you know, what what I think makes the big difference is owning up to your mistakes mm-hmm. and not being that person that, you know, just will Ignore it, or just fix it and leave it as it is. Yeah, and I I, I I truly believe that communication is one of the most important things because if you're just out there, you know, spouting out news, not doing anything, continuing the story, forgetting about the old stuff, then that's when there's a there's an issue. But you know what? People make mistakes; it happens.
0: Yeah. So like, yeah, like I I I made a video about it, and I even was just like, let's kind of cut this person a break because I almost made the same mistake. And yeah. I like, and I read, and, cause what I did was like, I read the article. I was like, Oh boy. And then going in, I had the preconceived notion when I was reading the notes. So when I read it, I was like, Oh, Oh no. I, like I thought that was what was yeah. happening. And, and it wasn't right. until, um, our buddy Ribo, um, one of my, one of our friends out here was just like, Hey Joe, it's actually this. And this, yeah. and I was right about to put press like publish. It was just like, Rybo, you saved my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I can't. I don't have the, you know, I don't have the apology of like, I'm sorry, guys, I made a mistake. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have that in me today. So like it mistakes, mistakes happen. And the one thing I want to get your your thoughts on, because that is true. Like we don't it's it's we don't know how the sausage is made. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think I think sometimes when you see someone writing a story,
1: you think that's all they have for their day. Like. That's you're assigned the story for the day. You're done. Like, I think the writer that we were talking about probably wrote maybe five or six other stories that day. Worked on things that will be you know published in a week or two. Mm-hmm. Worked on all this kind of stuff. And like I said, she's done incredible, incredible work. That like like you said, it's kind of with those comments. Like sometimes they'll go unseen, but when a mistake happens, that's when everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. But I, like I said, it's really about owning up to it and just making sure you realize like what's actually happening.
0: Yeah, it's again. Like my, my, I've been trying my best as the last few months because to me, like the YouTube space has been just ever growing negativity Yeah, and it's just like, there's, there's been like this us versus them mentality. Yeah. It's like a pitchfork. Get your pitchfork. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Like I'm going to like, like ironically, the video that broke me dude was the Philip Musa video. I made a Philip Musa video and I was just angry. I and, mean, and see that that is just a completely different things. Yeah.
1: someone who consciously did something terrible, mm-hmm. and you know one of the biggest things that I you know have against that whole situation obviously is is what it does to the other writers because he represents IGN. So now when people see IGN, a lot of people are like, "Oh, did you copy or did you just copy and paste Dude, this? Did you do yeah. that?" It's it's it was it's it was really a rough time because it just look so poorly on people who are doing incredible it work. It still is.
0: It's just like, yeah, it's, exactly. it's something that like every time we're like, you can't trust. Uh, I, I think it was like, I forget who it was. I'm not going to give him whatever the time of day, <laughs> but it was just like, yeah, you know, they, they messed up on this one review and this, and then, uh, the oh, you don't forget full of music. I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> He fooled a ton of people, (laughs) you know, like he, dude, he was like the catch me if you can guy, but like not as clever. So like I made that video and I was just like super going at it and just, but then like the comments I were getting were also angry and you understand the anger because like there's something you love and someone tarnished it. Someone got the dream job that someone else deserved. Let me tell you, and let me tell you for me personally too, like I, you know, I started
1: writing, you know around that time and everything and my my you know you love the you're the playstation guy I, my bread and butter is nintendo like that's my yeah. my my pride and joy and you know i love playstation xbox i'm yeah. same with you i love yeah. everything but you know nintendo's got me into games and is what really just is is where a lot of my passion comes from so seeing somebody who had that position that i looked up to for my entire life have something like that happen it was it was tough it really was yeah. it's just like there's so many people who are working their ass off and are doing good work, and then this
0: happened. It's just it's yeah. crazy, and it sucks. And again, it's, we often forget that people are behind the scenes, and they have feelings and they have emotions. Yeah, and it's and, you know it's easy to, to
1: to forget that, especially with big corporations. Like you know you hear about EA all the time, how terrible they are, how much money you know these the, we, the executives are making, and Andy yeah. Wilson and stuff. But like, yeah. there's so many incredible developers and people like on the lower level and even higher level who are doing incredible stuff, but. You 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 clump them into the bad people that are making the bad
0: decisions when that's usually not the case. Yeah, like it, yeah, it's you have that feel the burn moment for five seconds. And you're like, again, you're like you think of all these CEOs. Um, again, I keep self referencing myself and I'm awful. But like I made a YouTube video about GameStop going under and it was like, everybody hates GameStop, but nobody thinks about the aftermath of if and when they go under. It's like yeah. all these people, they're gonna, dude. All the court like the, the the chairmans and all that jazz, like the board members, they're all gonna jump out of their the building with golden parachutes, they're all gonna land exactly. in their Teslas, they're exactly. all gonna find different work. But Very it's true. like the people at the ground level that are really gonna get screwed. And so I wanna talk to you about this us versus them mentality of like I hear this all the time from some of the bigger YouTubers of that it's the end times for IGN. That yeah. the future is, is your is is in bad bit games, right? It is in your personalities, not the the media side of things. What is your take on that? Do you think there's some validity to it? There's some truth behind it, or do you think that's a whole bunch of bullshit? No, I think there's a ton of
1: validity to it. Yeah. I think there is a ton of it's it's a you know when IGN and, and games and GameSpot and all these companies were starting up, there was no YouTube, there was no internet, so these were the the sites that. You know, made it happen, and people weren't able to just you know turn on a camera and record themselves doing this stuff. And those were the voices you trusted. You trusted Electronic Gaming Monthly or Game Informer because those were the the big names in gaming, and that's that's where you got your news. But in today's day and age, like you can get, I mean, for like Bad Bit Games, from all Gamers Advocate, from all these other things, you can go to people where you're not dealing with a company, you're not dealing with stuff, you're dealing with people that you know. I mean, that's why the, you know, kind of funny is so great and Patreon people, because you're supporting people. You're not supporting necessarily a company in most cases. You're supporting someone who really has the passion. You see their videos a lot of times, especially Twitch streamers who are doing this daily, every day. You're knowing, you know, these people, you know who you support. And there's a lot of value in that. When something comes out, you, you understand these people more than you may understand a company that, you know, changes employees, changes things, changes views, all that kind of stuff. So I think the, uh, The the shift is definitely there. That that doesn't mean that there isn't a place for IGN in these big sites because, especially when it comes to previews and and you know certain reviews and stuff, it's still nice to have those big tentpole guys who are able to produce this high level content at a constant stream that a a lower streamer, not a lower streamer, but someone who doesn't have all the money or production
0: value that a company like IGN has.
1: There's there's value to
0: it. I I think like to me, I've never bought into that like of like. The future's in YouTube and is in streaming, and it's weird because I'm a YouTube guy. I should be <laughs> on this bandwagon of, like, we're the future, man. But yeah. every time I think about we being the future, I'm just like, yeah, but, like, where are we going to get our news from if ign Yeah, gone? right, exactly. Where, is, where, where, where are we going to go? You know, yeah. like that's the thing is, you need these big sites to push out the stories. To me, they're the aggregators, right? Like yeah, we, right. they give us the information to then form our opinion. It, we need, I need IGN as much as you know. Kind of like, what's a good analogy here, Adam? Help me here. You know, we need IGN as much as I think IGN needs writers. Right? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Like the, I
1: think the, how they need writers. How they you know need these new voices that are coming exactly. up and doing, because there's people you know that are doing those videos that that you know eventually may work at IGN like myself. Like you know mm-hmm. I mean, use the example, but Philip Newson for example, he ran his own Nintendo channel. Like yeah. he, it was crazy. You know when I used to watch his, I, I never didn't watch them before, but when all the crazy stuff was happening, he is very good at video production. Like he yeah. makes some good videos. Oh yeah. And, you he, know, his IGN added skills that, are Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of stuff gets you noticed and helps you move on. And what's also really great about IGN at a place like IGN is it's also a place where you can really hone your talents and your skills and meet people and meet people in the industry, get some cachet behind your name and then continue on to a, a game development studio yeah. or working at Nintendo or Microsoft or things like
0: that. So my next question so- then is for you where, you reached the pinnacle, my friend. Congratulations! You're in the job you always wanted since you were 12 years old. Where do you go from here? Yeah. Oh, well, I Is just sit on my advocate? throne and just
1: relax, and yeah. it's all done. <laughs> the Iron
0: Throne. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's
1: uh, you know, it's an interesting question because it, it's, it's 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 in a sense it's all relative because uh-huh. you know I I reached IGN. I know dream I've had my entire life. It's been a, a long battle. It's been a lot of failures and yeah. no's and you know, bumps along the way, but also incredible successes. But, you know, you get to a point at IGN and, you know, your values shift to to an extent and you really appreciate kind of where you've been and where you want to go. But that doesn't mean the journey's over. Like, like I said, I'm on the news team, but I would love to have a feature that, you know, wins an award. I'd love mm-hmm. to be able to go to a lot more preview events and go travel and meet everybody and become a really respected name more than, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I'd love to eventually you know work at a company like Nintendo and help sh- like shape games or tell stories or be a part of that whole side of things or yeah. yeah like i said maybe eventually take gamers advocate or something similar and help voices and help you know find new voices and just do stuff you know in a kind of funny type way i mean there's so many different goals that you can kind of shift to but really honoring where you've been and stuff so as as much as you know you say you made a Taijian, it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where like it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint.
0: Like when you get to IGN, it's not the finish line, just yeah. another race. <laughs> gotcha. That's awesome. That's an awesome way of looking at it. Yeah. Like how I've always, I, how I always viewed, like, I don't know. Did I say this? I don't know. Maybe I'm going crazy. Maybe it's the caffeine. <laughs> but like for me, I never wanted to, um, like, I've met YouTubers and podcasters who want to work at kind of funny. And I think that's great and go, don't tell me don't I'll, I will never tell you not to chase that dream. Right. I know for sure. work for or sorry I've I've met people who want to work at IGN and that's never been the case for me. I would much rather do this. Yeah, I would much for sure. rather, you know, I love making something out of nothing. No, oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's the best, man. Yeah. It's such a great feeling. It's such a great feeling. I'm like I have I've gone this far. The worst case scenario at this point is I put this on a portfolio. You know, the yeah. best case scenario is something amazing happens. And it is that it is the it is a marathon. It's it's about the journey. It's like I've met so many awesome people here. Like all this, the great community that that Badbit has, like yeah. JB, Duterino, Rybo, I just mentioned. Uh, we got, we, dude. Here's the craziest thing. Okay, I start a little YouTube channel with my uh, with, with my friend uh, Sean or our like Patreon thing. I joined up with uh, my buddy Sean and, and Bobby, and we got two people to fall in love. And they and <laughs> like yeah, it's like <laughs> our, our good friend Nasty Boots and Tammy. They, they meet, they fall in love, and they're moved in together. And I'm just like, what? That's nuts. This just happened. And I literally, I was telling them the other day, I was just like, if you guys get married, let's just say it happens. <laughs> right? Yeah. If I'm not invited, <laughs> if There's you some- don't think I'm going to find a way to get there, <laughs> you're out of your mind. So it's just like, to me, it's just like, I don't really have a destination Dude, that's that's the beauty I mean, that's the beauty of
1: it. Like yeah. I said, I my my journey, my destination has always been IGM. That's yeah. never changed. But when I started my journey, I could have never imagined that it would have started it would have led to gamers advocate, to extra life, to GDEX, to talking to you, to being on kinda funny, to meeting, you know. I like having, how I was ahead
0: of kinda funny. I'll will dig yeah. that any day.
1: Of course. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> to meeting, you know, there's a there's a guy I met at a the kind of funny world tour, Adrian, who is was like amazing listener of Gamer's Advocate that he drove up and we got to meet and meet in person and just see how what an amazing person he is and how much he's supported us through the year or through these past year and stuff. And it's 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 a, it's those things that you don't really expect that really mean the most as you know, as great as IGN is and as great as this journey has been, it's yeah it's those little moments that like make it all worth it and, and are really the cool things that you never saw coming.
0: Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's 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 an amazing journey. I, like, guys, gals out there, you want to do this? Just do it. Yeah, exactly. Jeez, if if this episode yeah. showed you anything, it's just writing, just just making a dumb video every week, just taking that first step. That's what I always mm-hmm. tell people.
1: It's it's that's what, sometimes the toughest thing is taking that first step. But it's amazing what happens when you do when yeah. you put yourself out there and get open. And like I said, you're gonna deal with. Failures, you're going to deal with troubles, but that's sometimes those troubles and failures will help you get to where you really want to be and make you stronger and really teach you valuable lessons. And you're not going to learn any of that by just sitting, you know, down and not doing anything. It's yeah. you got to get out there and make something happen, and you'd be
0: amazed at what what can happen. So I was I was scrolling through the notes because I wanted to get to some of these questions before I let you go. So usually yeah. on the trophy room, a playstation podcast made by the players for the players, I'll pimp it out anytime I want. I don't care. Um, we do something called Andrew House's and snail mail, and what it is is you can write us at uh, people play games underscore at the end uh, with your questions, any type. Next time I'll, I'll announce. Who I'm talking to, so when this is not a surprise anymore, Uh, (laughs) or you can go to the Casa de Bad Bits uh, Discord server and you can ask me questions, or you can send your mail to Andrew House and I'll come and steal it. We gotta think of a new (laughs) a new segment here because Andrew House is getting sick of it. So (laughs) with that, love it. Viewer question comes the first one. JB writes in, how do you deal with writer's block? And this is a banger question. It's <laughs> my reply to that. So how do you deal nice. with it? How do you deal with it? How do you so deal think, with writer's block?
1: I think one of the most important things that I can, that I've learned is that when, when I'm having writer's block or thing, mm-hmm. I get up and I just go for a walk. I'll, I'll, you know, get out of my mind. I'll, you know, take my dog on a walk. I'll go talk to my wife. I'll, i'll watch the office for a second i'll jump into a game for a second and you know i think one of the biggest the worst things that people can do and i know you know it varies depending on deadlines and things happening yeah. but it's just continuing to bang your head against the wall like you know bang and bang and bang and it's just it's just it never does anybody any good it's a, uh, it's something that you know I, I learned you know i use the analogy um of like uh what's it called when, let's say a plane is crashing or something. Okay. And you're losing okay. oxygen, is, is going away, whatever. Yeah. And you know you have this idea where you need to save everybody. You need to do everything. But one of the most important things that they always tell you that sounds a little counterproductive because you want to be a hero is put your own mask on first. Like, mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to give yourself a break, to give yourself that extra little bit of thing that will help you be able to help people better. Like, yeah. you sometimes need – you sh- you shouldn't be ashamed or, like, feel like you're a failure if you need to take a break or step away for a second. You need to really be able to focus on yourself for a second and say, you know what? I've earned 30 minutes of
0: Fortnite or yeah. Apex or anything. Like, you you shouldn't feel bad about that kind of stuff. Now, when, but when you have a position where, like, you're, you're writing five or six stories a day and you can't yeah. get it out of your head, do right. you have that kind of, like, panicked moment? I'm like, oh, yeah, God, so, what do I do? So
1: sometimes, yeah. I mean, especially – with some of these, uh, like I said, one of the craziest things we're is when a direct is going on or a presentation because mm. it's just story after story after story. Follow up feature, boom, boom, get screenshots, do slideshows, and you know, one of the one of the best things that we do is, especially me and a few of the writers that you know, we've kind of called ourselves the Avengers. We just will kind of go in and just like send funny gifts to each other, like make fun of what's happening, or just you know, tell each other that you guys are doing awesome or you're doing great work, or yeah. even take a second to say, you know what. Uh, you know, things are a little crazy. What can I help you with for a second that might kind of take your mind off it and things? So that's awesome. It, 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 it's, it's just it's like you help. Dif- yeah, 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 exactly. So it's uh there's different kind of tactics for it. But yeah, it's a, uh, it, it, get, it definitely gets tough. It's, there's definitely points where you're just like, oh my God. Especially like there was one night I remember when, uh, it was uh, when all the Nintendo news broke of a couple weeks or uh, I think last month when like the financials happened. Like they talked about Dr. Mario World and, you know, the, their, their focus on bringing their ip to other people and stuff and i think i wrote maybe 10 stories like within a span of a few hours and it was like late at night it was getting really late especially because you know i'm i was on eastern time at the time and stuff so it just gets tough but you know i just sometimes will take a look at what i'm doing and just try to change my perspective and be like this is awesome and i'm gonna feel so proud once it's done so it's it gets hard it's hard it's harder easier said than done but there's little tricks that i've kind of given myself to get through yeah. some of the
0: craziness. And to find a little out here, too, to another thing, like you have a wife, you're having a kid on the way, um, hopefully not a minivan in the near future. My question <laughs> is my like, it's the mm-hmm. since I joke, this one's between you and me, they Same don't get it, got that's got fine. Got um, how does she deal with it? So she, you
1: know, she's super supportive. She is not a gamer at all. Like I think we may have played, I could like count on that number on my hand, how many times we've together. But she supports me in my, my you know, my ways and really is one of my biggest cheerleaders, which is just once again, so helpful. But something that I do that, you know, you I have to make time for her. Cause you know, at the end of the day, that's what's most important, family and friends and stuff like that. And, you know, there'll be times where, I'll I'll put in my calendar or something like a few hours that I'll just call like Betsy or my wife or something, and you know I'll I'll send a message to the news team that say hey like I'm going to be off from these certain hours or something. So you set those expectations that hey I might not be available for these certain times. So right. you got to find that balance. I think it's just so important because that's another thing if if you just keep you know grinding and grinding and grinding, and you know some people like that style of that lifestyle, but I still believe that you know there's nothing more important than family and stuff and. Yeah. None of it's worth it if I don't have that to go home to and stuff. So that's also a huge, huge thing, which, you know, sometimes come, comes to the detriment of playing games because like, <laughs> I've been trying to play the Division for the past three days and I fail miserably. And it's just terrible.
0: <laughs> I feel so, you. I feel you. I've been wanting it's, to. It's so tough. That, that release schedule, I thought it came out on Tuesday. I was like, oh, I have this whole spring, uh, you know, uh, spring break to play. And I'm like, oh, it's Friday. Darn it. <laughs> uh the most famous Seamus I've ever met, at, and it's true, I Googled it, asks how do you so that's a joke Because his name is the famous Seamus, and I was just like I love to go like I've ever met and like have this long winded thing at the end. I change it up every episode. So um good. how do you get the courage to put your work there on the public? Out there on the public? Like how do you how do you do it? You just do it? Yeah, I mean just- I that's
1: it's tough, but you know, it's uh, when I started writing. You know, I was critical of myself. Mm-hmm. I was a lot more, you know, worried about what people were gonna what people were gonna say and what's gonna happen. But you know, I, I've also really I've tried to do a lot more, you know, public speaking and things mm-hmm. like that. And one thing that I've learned when I've done that too is there's a lot of times where you beat yourself up about things like you didn't write a certain thing or you yeah. you, you did it the wrong way or you wanted to say something that your audience didn't even know you were even going to try to say. So it's like you set that expectation of yourself of trying to know stuff because you're the one writing it, but your audience is not going to know that
0: kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. like um, Best best example, literally right now, we're doing it right now, where um, last night I realized, because this set is my best friend. My best friend has an apartment. She has two spare spare rooms she doesn't use. This is one of them that I use. Oh, awesome. And so she moved the bed out of the room because this used to be a bedroom for a kid. And um, the bed was a great thing to block out sound. Oh, yeah. So this podcast, this episode is going to sound a little bit airy. It's going to sound a little echoey on my end. And it's going to kill me inside. But, but yeah, you know what? Like I asked uh, Luke on last night's episode because I freaked out. It was such a good episode. It was like one of the best. Yeah. And Luke's just like, oh, I I don't know. I didn't notice it. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like you beat yourself up over... at the yeah. end of the day. You're probably the only one
1: that's going to notice them, which, yeah. You know, it. Yeah. value Like you said, there's value in wanting to make sure work is the best and stuff like that. But there's a certain point where... It's uh I, th- I can't remember who said this to me, but like don't let perfect be in the way of great or good or something, because there's a lot of times where you can just beat yourself up and try to make everything perfect and perfect and let me tell you something, perfect is not something you can get to.
0: It's just yeah. it's not it's not reasonable. Um and our good friend Duterino asks, and it surprised me because it wasn't a Hotel Transylvania question, <laughs> is how do you, he loves that movie. He loves the series, oh, he loves the awesome. game. Can't believe there's three of them now, isn't there's there? there or something are or coming out. Nuts. <sighs> <laughs> makes you wonder. It makes you think. Um, how do you how do you and I I'm I'm gonna change this up for it. No, I'm just gonna say it. How do you decide what's criticism and what's hate? Like how do you tell the difference? I mean, usually there's a curse word and a hate one, but <laughs> That's
1: usually the easiest yeah. way
0: to say it. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah, you know that's that's a really that's a really good question. And I really think the way to tell it is it's a little subjective, but I think it's also like you can tell criticism when they give examples, like when they give, tell you a certain thing you said or a certain sentence or yeah. a certain phrase, instead of saying like, you know, you're an idiot or you're like, I can't believe you thought this game was terrible or something just very top level. It, it, it gets to the point where it's kind of easy to kind of filter through those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's also, you know, sometimes good criticism in hateful speak. I mean, it's sometimes they do cross over and stuff, but yeah. it's a, uh, but it's usually drowned out by the hate, and then you just kind of ignore it or whatever. Yeah. But you know, there's what I, what I really you know take to heart is the people who aren't afraid to come to me and you know question me or say I'm missing something. Like I've had a few articles where you know I may have said something incorrectly or may have phrased it differently, and someone will say, "Hey, you said this wrong" or whatever like that. And then I'll say, "You know what? You're right. I'm going to change it and look back at it and things like that." So I think the biggest difference when you're trying to help someone is like, yeah, use an example, use a specific thing of what you're trying to criticize, but yeah. Don't make it just all about this person's an idiot. <laughs> it's, it's kind of a,
0: a different thing like that. Um, Eric asks this question. This is a really good one. How do you manage to keep up to date on the industry as a writer without feeling exhausted? And I'll even add burnt out, too. Yeah, right. Um,
1: well, you know, I. it's funny. You know, I've gotten to a point, I think, in my gaming career where... Mm-hmm. I, I love what's next. Like I, I, I'm just getting to the point where you know I have so much trouble keeping up with the games that are out. Mm-hmm. I really kind of resign myself to like getting excited about what's coming and being able to kind of see the future of what's happening. But you know, I also do. You know, I listen to a lot of I. What one thing you know? People always make fun of me because I uh, on Twitter. I think I get like probably maybe a thousand or two thousand notifications a day because on Twitter because I I uh, I. I put notifications for all these developers and websites and, you know, uh, aggregate sites and all this stuff. So I get all these constant things. So, you know, a lot of it's kind of, I just ignore it. But every once in a while, I'll see a story where I'm just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so there's, I kind of leave those little surprises yeah. for myself. So I reached out to you. Like,
0: it was like perfect timing because yeah, like, all these right? notifications <laughs> are
1: just like popping off. I know. <laughs> I, get, I get yelled at a lot because I miss some things sometimes, but it's uh, – <laughs> Yeah, it's, just, I, it's, it's, it's tough because it's constantly changing. There's so much news these days and stuff. But it's, uh, it's, it's something, I, you know, you kind of make a little game out of it yourself and leave yourself
0: little surprises and little fun yeah. things to look forward to. So right. it's tough. Right. I got one last question because I don't want to keep you here all night. I know you got a sh- <laughs> job to do and all that jazz. <sighs> I was having this argument and I need you to settle it. Maybe I'm an asshole or my friend Sean's an <laughs> asshole. We need to Let's rectify this. I didn't like the tweet that Mike Yorbaro sent out about reviews and how he doesn't like them and how some reviews are whiny, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and how you should trust streamers and not reviewers. Where do you fall on that? Do you think there's truth to it? Or do you kind of think he's full of crap? <laughs> <laughs> and you can be as political as you want. You don't have to answer this. No, oh, man, so it's a bit I've of a loaded actually, question, <laughs> right? So I've actually met
1: Mikey Barra, okay. and he's he's a wonderful person, okay. super smart guy, and you know I, I get where he's coming from yeah. with certain things, and you know, like I said, every review is different, every reviewer is different. They bring, bring their own ways of telling stories and doing stuff, and um, it kind of gets back to your your question too, where sometimes the the streamers you get it more of, sometimes you feel a raw reaction or them just talking to you, where mm-hmm. you know. On reviews and reviews at IGN or things like that, it does go through an edit process. It goes through a lot more kind of different channels and stuff. So sometimes some of the messages get diluted. You might get that whiny feeling when it really wasn't kind of intended to it. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, uh, I, I I thought there was some value to it, but I also thought it was a little, little, little much maybe. Over, <laughs>
0: like a little bit over the yeah, line. Maybe just to like, like a like
1: little that. over the line. Like I'm trying to say, but I think it also, you know, takes – takes a shot at people who are doing really good work in the review space and who are doing a lot of good stuff. And it, it, it was a little bit out of line, but like I said, I understand where he's coming from. And I think right. there is, there's certain truths to what he was saying, yeah. but maybe I didn't agree with the way he was. saying
0: it. Yeah. Because like my, where I was coming off of it is like, to me, cause people are like, you watch the streamers for the gameplay. And I'm like, I get that, but yeah. I'm not every person. Like right. I'm not, like for me, I will I will listen to a review or watch a review or read a review. Then I'll watch a streamer to see the gameplay. Yeah, right. right. And that's a very educated but some people don't have that luxury or time and some right. people have that like you know, that bond with said streamer that they believe right. them or trust them. And with some streamers and, you know, it's it's not as easy, at least like to they, or they don't promote that it's like a sponsored ad or whatever as as clear as, like, a review is. Like, yeah, right. for example, with the whole Ninja thing, he was paid a million dollars to stream that game exclusively, what were some of the rules that he had to go through in order to get that paycheck? Like, right. there are some, I guess, like, embargoes, some restrictions one would have to meet to say, hey, oh, yeah, for sure. you can't say this game's crap. You know, would be absolutely. Yeah, it'd be them. very
1: interesting to see that if that's true, that contract or anything. But yeah. it was funny. I saw, like. I was reading through some of the responses, and I was like, I would have done it for like twenty bucks. all <laughs> that It was so funny. I was like, oh my god! It's like just buy me dinner. Come
0: on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me, give me the battle pass already. I yeah, seriously. It. Yeah, right, that's, that is, that's crazy. That's but a no, I Yeah, it's
1: it's, it's it's interesting. There's a lot of yeah. A lot of red tape and contract speaking and, and stuff that I think people don't really realize what goes into some of these things. But it's uh, it's funny yeah. to see that.
0: Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's crazy, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. And at the end, give your whole spiel. Give all your plugs. Give your IGM <laughs> plugs. Give your. I gave you so many ins to to, to pimp out Gamers Advocate. <laughs> Here's your chance. You got it. It's your stage.
1: Go for well, it. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, obviously, you can read my stories and yeah, just follow me um you know the best place to kind of follow me is just on twitter at adam Bankhurst. you know that's where i post out a lot of what i'm doing and you know thoughts on articles and games and movies and all that kind of stuff and then gamers advocate is a weekly show that we you know we talk about obviously games and movies and just it's just friends hanging out we've been doing it for so long we're really best friends we do all kinds of great stuff together and uh it's one of the it's one probably one of the most gratifying things i do so it's uh it's really awesome you know we're on we're on uh itunes and spotify and google play and all that kind of stuff and um looking at, at some point to you know do more video and kind of expand into that whole field and stuff like that mm-hmm. but right now it's just a an audio show but you know those are really my two my two babies is you know ign and gamers advocate and and twitter and then hopefully yeah just interacting with all you guys like i love talking to people and you know especially since kind of funny i've had so many people reach out to me about you know my story my journey about about things and, and nothing i love nothing more than being able to like help people or tell my story or give some insight behind the scenes or just be a friend because like I said I I do this out of pure love and passion I mean that's that's it, it means so much to me what I've been through in my journey and I understand what it means like to other people just starting out and people going through this journey and there's nothing makes me happier than interacting with people and helping yeah. people and because the stronger community we have the better the industry is going to be so that's that's what I live by. And it's uh, it's
0: what keeps me going, and really makes this thing special, man. Adam, thank you so much. Those are really wise words, and man, yeah. Just speaking with you today, like it's just you see the passions there, you see that love's there, and it's yeah. it's beautiful. That's what games. And I say for out. you too, man.
1: You you got to it's a cool idea. Thank you, man. You're, 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 you're on the thank you're you. on the path,
0: my friend. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm going to enjoy the journey with that, everybody. That has been People Play Games. If you like this show, then please hit like, share, subscribe over there on Bad Big Games on YouTube, or you can find us wherever there's an RSS feed that you can find. So iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean, I believe even Stitcher Stitcher by the time this comes out. So all those places, go over there. Please give us a click. Give us a five-star review. That's going to really help. And so with all that said, with all that out of the way, oh no, I'm going to steal the Trophy Room outro. We got to find an outro. (laughs) This is going to take me at least seven shows. You got it, man. It'll come to you. Keep being positive.